0: hello everyone and welcome back to the out of spec podcast while we have a tendency to focus on what's going on in the us and north america and europe today we wanted to take things global and specifically to the country of india and we're lucky enough to have priyans Murarka joining us today on the podcast to share all about his experience as an EV owner amongst many, many other things and a road trip haver as well in the country of India. So thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? It's the evening there. It's the morning here for me.
1: Thank you, Francie, so much for inviting me for the podcast. I am doing well. Thank you so much. And uh, just at the outset, I would like to mention that I am a huge fan of OuterSpec team. I've been watching their videos for a very long time. And they have been one of the, uh, they've been like, they've kind of forced me to buy an electric vehicle. Uh, So, you know, all the YouTubers like uh, Kyle, Beyond, everyone. So thank you so much.
0: (laughs) I love that, forced you to get an EV. And we're definitely going to jump into that um, in a little bit and describe, uh, you know, help you tell your story of like how you decided which EVs and everything. But before that, I wanted to give um, the audience a bit of an overview of what I know about you because you have a lot going on. And you also, you have a podcast, you have a blog, and um, and like I said, you do many other things. So let me describe those. So a bit of an overview on you and how you got into um, all of this because like i said yeah you have a great blog post that describes all the work that you do you have a podcast as well and it describes your beginning so i wanted to say also that i think you're a great writer and uh, it was really nice to read a bit about your your story so thank you for putting it on paper i do love reading of course and basically so as i know it this all began when you first Well, I guess you're watching out of spec, but then you bought your Moonlight MG EV of 2022, and uh, you bought that in April of 2022, and there was a long wait to get it, but you were patient enough, and then you planned out your road trip, you used PlugShare, and you set out on the road, and you created incredibly, I mean, you have created since then as well, incredibly detailed reports of your trips, and you have extensive analysis as well, and I think it's just really fascinating. And I really appreciate the effort you've put into all of that. And everyone will share links to Priyan's, uh everything. But also, if, you, if you're comfortable with those Google sheets that you make yeah. that have just, yeah, all of the data. So you can, because folks can model their trips out, off of what exactly. you're doing as well. Yes. And then aside from that, you are also a co-founder of Active Buildings, which was Founded in 2017, I believe, and uh, you make indoor air quality sensors and service customers by advising them on how to improve it, which I think is really important as well. We've seen more and more pressure to do that. Your work also includes the socially responsible brand Sarva, where you make low-cost air purifiers and work with CSR groups to install them in public spaces to benefit uh, the public as well. And we're not even done yet. You also work with Siddharth with the Veditam Indian Foundation, Indian, India. Excuse me, Foundation, a research and media organization out of Kolk, Kolkata, India, where yeah. you work at the intersection of environmental, cultural, and social challenges. And I love that intersection as well. And you focus on the rivers and the life around them. You tell the stories of yeah, the life around these riparian ecosystems. And like I said, I will link out to everything. And it is really interesting to see the work that you do. And I must say, you know, I've been talking for a minute now listing the incredible work that you find yourself doing. And it's very hard not to admire your work ethic as well, and um, the mission behind your work. So I am, again, so glad to be speaking with you today. And is there anything I missed in that list of your busy and admiral activities that you would like to include?
1: Thank you so much for this very long introduction. Uh, (laughs) I mean, outside of that, uh, I like to play board games, uh, which is a very, uh, which is a very dear hobby to me. And um, yeah, I mean, the amount of work that I put in and the amount of videos that Kyle puts out, it's vastly different, you know, like (laughs) I will not be able to put out that much content or work in different companies, but uh, Kyle will just keep pushing out content after content, which is like insane it. so
0: <laughs> it's very yeah. that's true there's a lot yeah. of content created on the out of spec team which does take a lot of time so i yeah. understand how you are already pulled in a lot of different directions but still you manage to create you know create in general a lot of things so mm-hmm. um i'd love to start with the mission of the work that you do specifically around your evs and um you know mm-hmm. i know i i uh, you currently own two EVs. So that's the Moonlight MG ZS and then the Tata Tiago 2023. And, you know, first, I mean, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on how you got into EVs. Of course, I touched on it briefly, but then, yeah, yeah, the motivation behind your work of really documenting it all and being so data forward.
1: Sure. Uh, So the way it happened was that uh, I had, like, a family had a... Uh, a wagonar which is like uh, a city car for about 20 years now and we wa- we were in the market to buy a new car and given my work around um, like even Veditham or active buildings right both involve uh, somewhere like i am some, i am somewhat close to the environment i like uh, the outdoors and i would want to ensure that i am not polluting outdoors so I decided that if we are going to buy a new car, we have to buy an EV. Uh, so it was slightly difficult to convince my parents about it, uh, but uh, you know, like it was, it was still very straightforward. Uh, we took a test drive; they loved it. I loved it. So uh, I, in fact, took a test drive of multiple cars but the ZSEV was where my uh where all of us like our entire family was very comfortable uh with so that is why that is why we went ahead with the ZSEV. and um so what happened was that we kept both cars for a while the wagon r and the ZSEV. uh over a period of time like my parents like so basically in india like uh we all we are, We live in a joint family or we live with our parents. So we share uh, cars. So my parents would never take the ZSEV out. Uh, sorry, they would never take the Wagon R out. They would always take the ZSEV out. So I was left to drive the ZSEV, wherein I wanted to drive the electric vehicle. So we decided <laughs> that, okay, it's time to remove the Wagon R and get another city car. So that is why we got the Tata Tiago EV. I
0: see. Okay. So yes, there was a little bit. Not enough EV to go around. So, (laughs) and instead of getting um, another Moonlight, you decided to opt for another EV. And um, why was that? You know, because you did seem to like the ZS. So maybe it was, you know, you could just duplicate it, but instead you decided to branch out.
1: Why was that? So, uh, there are two reasons. One, uh, in India, Tata's market share in the EV space is around 70, 75%. Uh, so they have a huge number of EVs and the Tata Tiago EV is also approximately one third the cost of the MG ZS EV uh, or at least 2.5 times cheaper right uh, We like my parents uh, they don't road trip as much as I do uh, I take the car like, like across India like I've driven to the north to the south everywhere uh, but my parents they they prefer driving in the city so uh for them like getting a city car with a uh, less mileage is also okay so this is like um let's let's say that it is like one of the cheap like it is currently the cheapest uh ev that is available in india and it works out great like cost-wise also
0: that makes sense um different needs for different you know yeah. evs and people in the family and you know I think it is a bit of um, a challenge with folks with families to find EVs that work because sometimes you're hauling a lot of people and a lot of you know yeah. their luggage in whatever way. So you need a little bit difference in range. And I also wanted to, so um, I hadn't mentioned yet, but your, your work is called Experiences with EVs, right? And so yeah. that's where you can find you online in a lot of places. You can see it right there as well. Yeah. And um, you did share this data sheet with me, um, and we'd love to share it with folks. And so experience with EVs, road trips, and there are many different tabs here. So, um, they describe, I mean, it's, it's a lot of amazing data. So a lot of your different road trips and, um, yeah, I, I really, a lot of data, right. You have beginning state of charge departure, state of charge, the kilowatt hour added during charges, which chargers you used along the way and the plug share links um, and so much more the cost of the sessions the elevation and from that i'm sure you've been able to gather a lot of general information about how your evs are performing and i think a lot of our audience might not have experience driving evs in india specifically right where the infrastructure is different from the us but i'm you know i'm ignorant to that i'm not sure how different so um maybe i'll give a few specs about your evs and then Mm. you can describe kind of the actual um, setup of how, you know, it's been to drive EVs around India, but so with the Moonlight, you described that it has a about 50.3 kilowatt hour battery. It's around 33,000 USD. Um, the efficiency you've noted it on different trips, but I have seen that it has pretty good efficiency. Do you agree?
1: Yes. It's around eight kilometers or eight kilometer per kilowatt hour. Or right. around, I don't know how much is it in miles. Uh,
0: it's like four right. to five miles, I think, and which is yeah. pretty good. Um, and then yeah. the uh, Tata Tiago, so that's a twenty-four point two kilowatt-hour battery, um, less expensive, more around thirteen thousand USD. And uh, again, I, I wasn't sure about the efficiency on that one Effic- based on yeah, your. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so data that chains. efficiency <laughs> would roughly be around 10 kilometers per kilowatt hour so uh that is how many miles let's see is around six miles six miles nice. per kilowatt hour
0: pretty good um yeah it's, yeah that's... It's
1: a very efficient car
0: yes we love the efficiency and Um, Tell me how that has played into your travels, because I know in your first road trip, you wrote about that it probably wouldn't have been possible unless you if you didn't have this doctor that will help you get that charging. And how's how has that changed since you've first got an EV first road trip um, till now? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, in India, we have a predominantly CCS2 uh, network. All cars, uh, except a very few old ones, uh, everyone is on CCS2. So we do not have the NACS problem or, you know, multiple charge boards problem in India. So we are lucky that way. Uh, Outside of that, uh, what happens is that most cars, the mass selling cars, right? Uh, They are at around 30 kilowatt or 50 kilowatt hour battery packs, not more than that. And they charge at a similar rate, at a 1C rate. So uh, most charges that you see in India will be around thirty kilowatt charges or fifty kilowatt charges. We you will see very few one like you will have like handful of one eighty kilowatt or one fifty kilowatt charges, not more than that, uh, because you have very few cars that can take that kind of power. And um, as so around the cities, the network is still pretty good. Um, as you go slightly more in rural areas, the network goes bad. Uh, for example. Uh, I have, I have actually sat down and calculated the number of charges that are there uh, in in the country and that, uh, that comes out to be around 4000 CCS2 points that are available in India. Um, and if you compare that with 6 months ago so this data is from September 2023. In Feb 2023 there were around 2500 CCS2 guns. So in 6 months the charging infrastructure is almost doubled. So uh, that so the the point is that the infrastructure is growing very rapidly. Uh, and if you talk in terms of the areas, right, North North India, West India, and South India are pretty dominant in the charging infrastructure. Central, East, and Northeast, um, there the there there are not many EVs, and there are not many charger. Uh, infrastructures too so that is where the charging infrastructure is so my first road trip that you were talking about right that was in may 2022 uh and now if i have to take that same road trip probably i'll have like a couple of more choices on that road to charge
0: wow okay so that is rapid expansion that you're seeing yeah. just in in the same year to double the infrastructure and totally change your road trip from a couple months ago to now so yeah. um tell me what are the main uh drivers is it or is it the um, government or is it uh private organizations that are putting in this infrastructure
1: So it's a bit of both um I mean government is doing their part by allowing some kind of subsidies or uh they are promoting charging infrastructure but uh in, like private organizations too are taking in a lot of uh effort right in india on my phone i have 50 plus apps uh with different chargers uh you know 50
0: with,
1: plus yeah that is apps. too many apps. i mean it's also because <laughs> it's also because i'm an enthusiast right i mean i would have those terrible. many apps because i want to study all of them but a typical road tripping person they would hardly have like five apps but still five apps is four apps too many you know uh, i agree <laughs> so yeah so i mean that is that is a challenge that we're facing right now but uh, most charge point operators they're working on something to uh, ensure that all charges are at least visible on single app like or or on everyone's app so that you know maybe may uh, that will help the users because we are real really fed up you have like different login credentials for each app and then you have different um, wallet systems right So that is a problem. But um, I am hopeful that in the next 12 months, this problem will be solved in India or at least to a great extent. So
0: Yes. Yeah, that is a a challenge of um, really finding the central way to go about it to make charging more accessible because no one wants to be having... We have that problem here too where there's a lot of apps you could be using depending on which network you're charging and some of them have interoperability interoperability that works, but it does take a lot of effort on their end to find the agreements that they can do that where you can use, you know, the ChargePoint app to charge at EVgo or vice versa. And, um, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so very interesting. And then are the Chargers provided mostly, do you see, I know that they all have the same connectors, mm. which is convenient, um, but are they yeah. typically the same hardware or do you see variety of hardware along your routes?
1: There there are at least two to three major brands, international brands uh, in India. Also there there is an Indian brand uh, that manufactures chargers in India and now is exporting to the US too. So uh, there, I mean, there are again, a lot of players So a lot of moving parts, like um, in India, electricity is a state subject. So each state will have different rules about electrical grid connections. And then you have a different charger OEM. And the chargers need to have SIM cards, they need to have internet. And then you have different kinds of cars that are coming in. So there are a lot of moving parts, but uh, the industry, I hope, is working very hard to solve the problems.
0: Yes. I mean, and, and over here too, we see different, <clears throat> excuse me, hardware and equipment. And, you know, sometimes you can know what kind of experience you're going to get from it based off of your previous experience. But some folks, you know, they don't really even pay attention to which charger they're pulling up to. But of course, that is not the case for you. And do you have you now kind of as an expert, you've become an expert in your community and online. And how has that, have you had success in folks transitioning over to electric or are there still mostly hesitations but with the growing infrastructure it does seem like people might be more and more assured that there is a place where they can charge their ev
1: so what has happened is that um before electric vehicles i was never a car guy like i would know i wouldn't be able to distinguish between two suvs or two sedans like i I was the wrong person right <laughs> but uh, as I started watching content and I, as I started learning more about electric cars uh, I like it has become that that anyone in my peer group or you know like anyone in my circle or my friend's circle right if they want they are purchasing a new car they'll definitely talk to me and ask me and sort out their concerns you know they they'll have certain uh, restrictions that you know i want to be able to do this i want to be able to do that and i can i then tell them that okay this is possible this is possible this may not be possible and then based on that they make their decisions uh, it is still very difficult to convince people in india because um, it's still like the industry is barely three to four years old in India, the electric vehicle industry. So we are still in our very nascent stage. Uh, the sales numbers will go up uh, soon, but one more limiting factor is that the cost of the electric vehicles in India is slightly more uh, than the uh, comparative ICE vehicles. But when you compare the total cost of ownership, that goes down, but uh, people just see that initial cost and they uh, they are slightly more hesitant. So.
0: Yes, definitely. The cost driver is, I think, big for most people looking to switch over because not only are they looking for something that matches the convenience that they know in their ICE vehicles, but hopefully a budget that they have in mind as well. And sometimes they just don't match up in the EV offerings. So that's... um, Interesting that you've been able to be a source of knowledge that you maybe yeah. wouldn't have expected yourself to be before. Definitely, you know, a bit of a personality change. But when you get into EVs and emerging technology, it can be so, you know, enticing and um, exciting to learn about. And I want to talk about um, specifically, you know, considering how you're in, in uh, living mm-hmm. in a place that has such a fresh EV industry evolving, you know, in terms of the infrastructure and everything. Um, what are the main lessons learned about EV ownership so far for you?
1: Hmm. Um, planning. Planning is critical. Uh, there there are still some routes wherein you will have to stop at dedicated points. Otherwise, you will not be able to complete your trip. It is also very important to know your car, uh, basically to deep discharge your car as much as you can so that you know uh, that, that you build that confidence that you can pull into a charger at 1% or 2%, you know, out of spec style. So, uh, <laughs> that is that is something that has to be done before someone takes a long road trip. And uh, like, I keep telling everyone that you have to use PlugShare because PlugShare is the single source uh, where you have all the chargers listed and you have the reviews that are coming in. Uh, so, if everyone starts using pluxure more, uh, it, it becomes a reliable source of information for everyone. Uh, right now, we don't have any other way to know whether a charger is working or not, unless you download the app and then see what the status of the charger is. So, uh, yeah, so planning is critical. Uh, rest everything, like, you can figure out while you're, um, you know, as you take more trips.
0: Definitely. Uh, planning is key, and I would imagine... Um... Plug share is, like you said, really important to share that information. And in the EV space, I think there's so much of that, which I really admire. And especially if folks are really going to be traveling out in a spot where they're not exactly sure how the charging will be, to be able to rely on recent reviews is very important. Mm. Have there been any road trips where you have found yourself in a bit of a sticky situation in terms of running too low and perhaps getting stuck anywhere?
1: Uh so i have reached particular chargers at like 1% 2% and uh, there was one time wherein it took me some time it took me 15 minutes of talking to the cpo to get the charger working uh, so that was a bit of a problem and the near like i had a range of what 5 kilometers or and uh, the nearest charger were at least 10 kilometers away so i wouldn't have been able to make it unless like i would have to slow charge my car for some time So that was once Uh, outside of that, uh, there was like, I was, I, I I put, I started my car, uh, like I reached a particular charger, I started charging there and uh, my high volt battery just uh, shut off. Like, I mean, it is, it was because there was like, the car demanded a certain amount of current and voltage and Mm -hmm. the charger was able to give uh, like, a certain amount of current and voltage these two conversations like I mean they were not matching so that is why the battery decided that it is not safe to charge and it shut Mm. off Uh, so that has happened with me once but outside of that it has been a very pleasant experience Uh, I've encountered a few broken chargers but uh, given my background that I'm an electronics student right I could check, okay, this fuse is blown or, you know, this uh, MCB is switched off. I would just switch it on and then it would start working. So I am confident of doing those things, but I would not expect any regular person to do that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I've been lucky that way.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, your background does give you a few skill sets when you're really in a in a bind. Um, but, but yes, o- of course, only only do that if you're a prions, I'll say. <laughs> but otherwise, be careful. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it does sound, I'm really glad to hear that it is a positive experience and that you're able to, you know, you've traveled quite long distances and do it successfully. And who doesn't run into a charger here and there that has problems, unfortunately. That is too much of the narrative, of course. But it sounds like you're actually having quite um, a good bit of success getting out on the road and really kind of probably disproving a lot of, um insecurities and yeah. attitudes that people have that it is too hard to have an EV perhaps where you live or in general and showing actually I do and so can you tell me a bit about the range of your EVs and um yeah. if they were advertised at a certain range and if your data matches up with that
1: correct so uh the moonlight right the mgzs ev uh, 50.3 kilowatt hours it uh it gives me a real world range of around 400 kilometers uh, which is around 300 miles um, and uh, the advertised range was around close to 470 kilometers so uh, slightly more uh, they had promised but uh, one thing to note is that in India we drive a lot slower in the sense that uh, I drive at a maximum speed of around 80 kmph because our roads are not that safe uh, in the sense that we have narrow roads we have uh, you know people coming from the wrong side It's it's chaos like if, if autopilot comes in India and it is successful, it can work er- everywhere uh, <laughs> in the globe, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is, that is one thing that helps me with the range. Um, so, 400 kilometers is a decent amount of range. Uh, and in my Tata Tiago EV, that is mainly for the city ride, uh, that with traffic, it gives me around 200 kilometers, um, so around 150 miles. Um, so, that works out pretty well for me too, because uh, uh-huh. Bombay, like I am originally from Mumbai, so Mumbai has a total length of like fifty kilometers, uh, slightly more than that actually. So that I mean, it covers the entire city, so that's not a problem at all.
0: Great. Okay, and so it sounds like you know there might be a little bit of discrepancy in that advertised range compared to what you're getting, but yeah. it is working out for you. And I, you know, you do have um, pretty efficient EVs, and the fact that they're getting yeah. pretty pretty good real world range for what you need is. Again, good news. So um, love to hear that. And again, yeah, just drawing back to the data that you gather, it's definitely, you know, aligned with out of spec where, you know, you might be sold a car that says this and that, but to put it to practice. And you've talked a little bit about your main lessons and can you share with, um, our audience, you and me, most importantly, um, your plans for the future. I know on your blog, you mentioned you have perhaps your longest road trip coming up, right. And then, uh, yeah. whatever else you might have planned. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I mean, that longest road trip could not happen because I had to move to Delhi for work. So I am currently in Delhi, Uh, but I have been exploring places around Delhi. Like just last week, I went to Jaipur this coming week or uh, next week. I'll be going to Chandigarh. So there are shorter trips planned around in uh, in my car. And in Delhi, it gets really cold. Uh, Like, I mean, not Colorado type cold, but still uh, it gets like it's one of the colder places, colder cities in India. Uh, so I want to take my car into the Himalayas when it's extremely cold and do a range test there. Uh, and Himalayas are like one of the tallest mountains in the world. So that will be something that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, and it will happen in a few months or so, like around December, January.
0: Oh, really? That is incredible. I, um, I, that I would love to have you back after you do that to discuss your findings because I know that you've tracked your elevation before, but like you're saying, yeah, those mm. are very tall. I'm sure it'll be colder as well. So to see how that performance yeah. is, right? Okay. So how are you preparing yeah. for that if if you have started yet?
1: Uh so the idea is that I would take shorter trips, um, not not to the like not to my destinations, but somewhere close to that in different weathers to see right now it's Still, it's still not winter yet. But in a month or two, it will be slightly colder. So I'll do shorter planes road trips. That way, I'll understand whether this uh, weather, uh, whether the temperature has any impact on the battery. Because uh, in Bombay, Bombay is tropical climate all year round. So I have not seen that. Uh, I have not seen the temperature impact yet. But in Delhi, I'll be able to see that. So I'll do some trips uh, in the plains. To see what kind of range I'm getting, and then based on that, I'll uh, plan my um, Himalayan trip.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I would love to hear more. And I just wanted to show, in case folks are tuning in um, on YouTube and are able to see this, but you have mapped out your EV road tripping here. And this is yeah. a this is like thirty thousand kilometers that you've traveled yeah, so yeah, far yeah. with your EV. Very yeah. cool. And so with your destinations that you choose. Um are you typically going there for work or do you are you saying that would be a good one to just you know try out in the EV how do you choose your destinations
1: So most of it has been work because um that way I can um that way it also allows me to not feel guilty that I'm not working
0: Um, (laughs) so
1: you know I I reach a destination I finish my meetings and then I come back so uh, that is that is how it has been Uh, so fortunately like my work allows me to travel so much that uh, everywhere I just take my car and I go so uh, yeah I mean it has been for work and as I mentioned right now I would want to explore more in the northern part of the country um, because yeah, I mean, I am now in Delhi, so I can do that.
0: Great. Yes. Um, love being able to open up different locations based on where you're living. And uh, I do want to highlight again that you have this amazing website, um, Experiences with EVs, and I will also share this tab so you can see it. But it points to, you know, your blog posts, your podcasts, yeah. worrying, which I think is interesting, too, if you want to tell us a little bit about that.
1: So Ring is this uh, short form content that uh, that I'm writing. So basically, uh, so GOM is basically, uh, you know, different cars have different types of GOMs, right? One will be a linear GOM and one will be a estimated uh, based on your driving GOM. Right? So I, I make my case as to why I prefer the linear over the other one. Um, so that it's basically short snippets. Like usually my articles are quite long, uh, the road trips or any other point that I'm talking about, or even the charging infra that I'm talking about. Uh, but these are just short stories, right?
0: Yes. Ring your, your short stories from the EV sphere, which I really yeah. love. And I would recommend everyone to check out your stuff. It has been part of my dog. Um, very interesting <laughs> to read about your experience and kind of also challenge my ideas of what it would be like charging and driving in india i have never right. been there so that's one thing um but yeah extremely interesting so you have your trip to the Himalayas planned you will continue to gather this data and work on all of your other projects that you have going on in your life is there anything else you want our audience to know today that we could discuss uh
1: yeah so it's simple right i mean one of the reasons why i believe that everyone should write and everyone should put out this data is because if someone else sees this data, right, they know that, okay, it's possible to do it. And, or at least they'll have an idea, If even if I've had a bad experience, right, but uh, others will know. Instead of just sending a trip report on a WhatsApp or a Telegram message, right, it gets lost. But if you have some place where you're dedicatedly writing about it, it becomes very easy for someone else to find out and, you know, so that their experience can be shared more widely. That is all I would like to say.
0: I I agree. I totally think that that is your mission, which is to share out your experience and share it widespread. Because like you said, yeah, a lot of the information can fall through the cracks, but putting it in one place like you do and, and sharing the way that you document your trips with your data and your analyses, I think it is very admirable again. And thank you so much for being willing to share your story with us. I think it is very interesting. I would love to know if we have any of, um, our audience that is in India or in any other countries where you're kind of, you know, taking on the EV world as it's being built, as we all are in a sense, but at different scales and different speeds, definitely depending on where we live. And we'd love to hear more stories about this. I think that there is a lot of focus, like I said, on, you know, the US and Europe, especially with our content, but there's so much going on out there and that I love to explore. And thank you so much for taking the time to share it with us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Pansy. Thank you so much.
0: So, we will see you next time on the Out of Spec podcast. I hope you enjoyed this story and um, a conversation with Priyans. And we will make sure to share all of his information so that you can find him online and follow along his journey. And hopefully, have you back once you have summited the Himalayas in your EV. <laughs>